Crystal Pig and the Bear is a collection of conversations between two best friends of 30 years, ranging from friendship to spirituality <laughs> and all the stuff that happens in between. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, Steve Gallagher. Good morning, friend. It's going to be a hot one. Shoot, yeah, it was 93 degrees here yesterday. That is... That's hot for you. That is hot for us. I don't care what month you're in, that's hot. Mm. So, I was looking supposed uh, to hit 90. I was looking at, I guess there's like this big national, this thing going across the nation with this cold front that's dumping snow in Colorado and... Um, they're saying that when you when you have a record-setting uh, day for your highs, talking about the uh, the East Coast, that when that happens and it's the the first and warmest day, and and people haven't had a time to step into it, that that's where all of the health risk and uh, the concerns and dangers are. But yeah, this thing. We went from this cool spring to, bam, 90s. Yeah. Yep, yep. How's your week been? Uh, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel uh, <laughs> when we do these on Saturday morning, sometimes feel like feels like the old men sitting around McDonald's in the morning. No, Hardee's. Hardee's, yeah. We uh we only had Hardee's. McDonald's didn't come along until later. Senior citizens <clears throat> discount over the coffee. Got, got their cup of coffee. Yep. Yep. And uh and you're going, my bursitis is acting up. <laughs> Getting old sucks. I mean, it's great on a lot of ways, but not on your body. That's that a, is unless you're yeah. Mark Hewitt. The uh <laughs> the Adonis. How old is he again? Somebody, when I was I was telling Susan about him, and she was like, well, he must have had Matt when he was 20. And I'm like, no, I must yeah. be off on the age. How? No, it's 20 years. Was he 20 years old? Yep. Yeah. I mean, so like the fact that he's been retired as long as he is, that he has that's been what, retired. That's what, that's what happens when you go to work for your company at the age of 17. Yeah. And then, like, he's been retired for, what, five years at least? Oh, well more than that. Yeah. Closer to 10, probably. Uh, Dude was retired in, in, he retired, at our took, age. Took, like, a couple of days. No, no, not, not my age. <laughs> You're only three he years was, behind me. He, he was retired at 10 years older than me. Than what you are right now? Yeah. So that he's been, what is he? He was now? retired around 55, 56. Okay. Somewhere in there. Well, I'm not there. So he, uh, so he retired early enough. And then his plan was take a little time off and, and, uh, double dip, you know, be hard yeah. back. But then he had that bike accident. Yeah. And he just went ahead, retired, retired. Now he's living his best Adonis life. That he is. His body has been kissed by the sun. He's a marvel. Anyway, enough about my dad. Well, that's the ebb and flow of the conversation. 
It is. It is. My week has also been very strange. We are in full production mode getting this tea house, Appalachian Tea Company, and bookstore open. So got some shelves installed, got some books in, got a couple of rooms painted. They're supposed to paint the exterior and uh, the rest of the building today. And this is this will be located in downtown Bryson. Bryson. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'll be crafting our story and getting our website ready, um, at least content wise. And uh, yeah, so tried several of the teas renaming if the you uh if you happen to be in bryson and you're listening to this uh go in and men- mention whistle pig and the bear for your 10 percent mark 10 percent markup mark up i like that all right we are gonna have a whistle pig and the bear drink gotta have a whistle pig and the bear drink that's right so that'll be coming down um that, that'll be happening soon hopefully within the next three weeks yeah school's also closing down i was gonna say how many weeks you have left well we started our end of course exams uh this week and i gave one of mine already and then uh, actually we started our teacher made finals starting next week i want to say tuesday we'll be have or no wednesday we'll be having our end of course exams so i teach biology two sections so my kids are getting ready for that and then we'll have another week and then graduation so i'll probably we'll have to yeah we'll have to reschedule whistle pig and the bear that that day but yeah so still dealing with tons and tons of baby yeah things not going to get into it too much just uh still riding that up and down emotional roller coaster it's not even it's not even a roller coaster anymore (laughs) i'm i am pecos bill it's more like a biplane do you remember pecos bill who who rode the twister the tornado where do i feel like i know pecos pecos bill Bill, paul bunyan oh yeah yeah, johnny appleseed john henry john henry Yeah. yeah they were all disney retellings but they're, I mean, they were around before Disney. Disney oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Disney, Disney just did, put uh, the three together. Of course they did. And so I feel like I'm riding a cyclone. I don't know where it's going or any of those things. Don't know where you've been. So when I get off of this podcast today, I'll be uh, working on the house, getting ready to preach tomorrow. What? Tomorrow. What do you, back up just a second. When, yeah, you're, yeah, when yeah. you're in cyclone and you feel all that going on, um, because there may be somebody listening who's in, who's in their own cyclone. How do you, sure. how do you best deal with, uh, when you have that much unknown going on around you uncertainty? So the best metaphor that I can appropriate for this is that of a figure skater. Okay. Uh, or a gymnast, someone who's into those spins where their rotations are okay. going on and on and on. And what they tell you is to hit a spot. So to be looking for that one spot. Okay. Visually. Right? Visually so that you can stay as balanced as possible. Okay. Um, for me, that spot is, is, is you. Okay. Uh, is Nicole is uh, my reading. I tend to read a lot more than these. <laughs> if times. that's possible. 
it is. Uh, and just those, those really basic things. Um, I probably, it should probably be exercise. It should probably be long walks to the beach. It should probably be, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, but honestly, at this, at this time of my, it's not the healthiest thing for the whole of me. Mm -hmm. I've got to add those things in. Um, but I'm not so worried about what I'm eating. I'm not so worried about right other things. I'm just making sure that I'm going to my tried and true God, of course, is that, but that's how I encounter God Yeah, through relationships and through ministry and through, uh, through that. So that's what I'm trying to look at, you know? Good. So that's I good. was talking to you before we got on the air like the situation with the baby mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff i can't control but i can control how i'm connecting with nicole mm -hmm. and so my gaze right now is on her and being a support to her uh and i would i would hope that she's doing the same thing intending to do the same thing for me so yeah anyway if that makes that's sense, that's good yeah Find find a couple of uh, of whether it's landing spots or places that you know that are anchor safe. Points. Anchor points. Yeah. Yep, I'm thinking of somebody free climbing mm -hmm. on a wall, and and they're looking in, and it, let me just get to that ledge. That's that's a spot where I can catch my breath. That's a spot where I can reassess. That's a spot where I can just be for a second, and so that's good. I'm also, uh, it's interesting, I'm reading a good book right now. Um, I want to say again how thankful I am that Brian McLaren came on the show. and That's fun. Us, us getting to hang out with him and, and his book. But I'm reading a book called Go Love Big or Go Home. And it's from my friend Phil Wyman, um, who is currently relocating to Wales. But I think I might have told you about Phil. Phil... Bill was a pastor for, gosh, I don't know if it was open Bible or four square denomination, but he was stationed. He's just an interesting guy, musician, a singer songwriter. He was a water polo guy in college in California, USC or UCLA or one of those. And um, anyway, he got posted in Salem, Massachusetts which is kind of the witch capital of the world. Right. And, uh, or at least the American and, uh, his denomination told him he was hanging out too much with witches that he was loving on them too much. Literally. So they kicked him out of the denomination. Um, he wrote a book called, this was a while, while back called witches are people too, uh, which That's is funny. pretty fascinating. And I know we have some friends who listen to this podcast who are Wiccan or who are yeah. self-identified pagans, neo-pagans, all the things. And I want to say you're welcome on Whistle Pig and the Bear. But anyway, my friend Phil. We have a vegan who listens too. Yeah? Who's yeah. that? Well, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to out him. Okay, don't out him. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure that you equating neo-paganism and veganism all of these are choices they are choices. these are these are things that you identify by they are 
anyway, getting back to Phil, I'm trying to finish this. Phil, Phil uh, started doing uh, festival ministry. So Phil would go to Burning Man or he would go over to some of the bigger festivals in the UK or in Europe. And he would pitch a tent with a sign that said, Oh, okay. I remember who top who shelf cigars and whiskey yes. for good conversation. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he wrote this book called love bigger, go home. And in it, he's basically saying that the gospel is inherently nomadic. Okay. That it has to be on the go. Hmm. And uh, so I'm in the middle of that. It's pretty pretty fascinating stuff that's what that's where my mind has been that and i'm preaching tomorrow on uh what is the bible and what do we do with it start out is how progressives read the bible and it's kind of morphed into that we're in a series on progressives christianity what that means what that looks like and so uh i'll be spending tomorrow uh quite a bit of time on the material from scott mcknight's the blue parakeet how do the, we read the blue the parakeet what do, we, what do we do with it do we try to cage not to be parakeet? confused with blue like jazz no nah, but they're similar who the hell would have thought that donald miller would be a marketing a marketing guy didn't see that one coming man oh man oh takes man. the storyline conference where people go and find direction for their life and, and it spins off into story brand. I really don't want to say he's a sellout, but man, it feels like those hippies who became yuppies. But it's the um, like the question that that when you would when you followed him early in his career, we're talking about author turned CEO Donald Miller. Um, <laughs> Fair and the art of Volkswagen maintenance, or through the, these painted yeah, deserts, yeah, through painted deserts and. And so, and and he led the Obama um, initiative on uh, fatherless kids, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he he does all of that. And so the whole time, there's this thought early in 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 this story where the question comes up: How does Donald Miller make it? How does Donald Miller? Because you would see him doing these neat things, but you knew that the frequency of them didn't didn't have a consistent income, likely. Okay, didn't likely have a consistent income. <clears throat> right. And so then all of a sudden, Donald Miller answered that question for us. <laughs> he took all of the work that he was doing and put it into, and here's how you do marketing funnels. Um, yeah, I mean, he was I big. mean, God, God bless him. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not saying, he, I'm just saying you talk about a right turn in Albuquerque, like did not see that one coming. No, I didn't. I didn't, but his book's still valuable to me. Blue like jazz. He there. um the story brand. The thing story was, one. Yeah, he just took Victor Frankel's. He took uh, Victor Frankel. Man's search for meaning and Robert Robert McKee's uh, story. And, and he combined which is a them screenwriting together. book. Yeah, and, pushes them together and and kudos to Donald on on finding a group I mean, with actually, that. We actually did that at our church. That story kind of discipleship piece we had young man who was working with us at oasis who uh wanted to do that and oh, so we did it yes and it, i mean it's helpful yeah no anyway. it, it helps identify some tracks in your life but anyway yeah 
Oh, the uh, Liv has a softball game today in the scorching heat, so that'll be go sit and bake in the sun for a little bit. But she's been having fun with her new team, so that's that's fun to watch. And a friend of ours, Joe Mustin, is is here helping out on some projects today. So thank you to uh, to Joe for your help. I'm uh, about to redo the underpinning on my modular home. Do not go with the vinyl plastic. <clears throat> Don't? No. Go with particle board? Don't go. No, go with the aluminum. Aluminum. The uh, the vinyl plastic, when a weed eater gets close to it, it cracks it, breaks it, chips it. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've had, I had the wood. And like the, particle the particle board, board is the worst. Yeah. And and my dad built that, a building out of that one time. Oh God. And that was the exterior. The particle wow. board. Yes. You know what happened when it got wet? It swolled yeah. up. Swolled up. <laughs> it like swolled up like a tick and started to crumble. Hey, there's a tick study going on right now. I don't know if you saw this advertised. Yeah, if you catch a tick, you put it in a Ziploc bag with a uh cotton ball soaked in alcohol okay and send it to this spot so that they can analyze what's going on and where that's that's starting to be a real problem the tick bites and the heck yeah it is uh rocky mountain spotted chickens. fever uh why you, your wife and i both had rocky mountain spotted god and uh our neighbor has the uh the guinea hens those things eat like yeah five or ten thousand ticks a day yeah, you're you're mad at them, and I love them. Yes, well, it's because <laughs> they eat your seed that you. They eat my grass seed. seed. I'm gonna prune my rose bushes today. It's supposed to be too late, but then I looked at it, and it says it's never too late. Uh, watch the YouTube tutorial; they have some great. I watched several this morning while I was waiting on you. You're uh, you're ready to go. What are you reading right now? Uh, I just started uh, a book by Kristen Tippett um, that I picked up last week uh, or two weeks ago at the book sale uh, that I FaceTimed you from. And so um, it's a little bit about her life. And I'm which one? Um, I'd have to pull it up. I nah, don't worry about it. I've read them all. I was going to say, how, I didn't know. Does she have more than two books? Yeah, she's got three. I gave you two of them, they're sitting on your bookshelf. I'm looking to see Kristen. Krista. Krista. Maybe that's why I couldn't find it. T-I-P-P. All right, let's see. I-T-T or E-T-T? On Being. The On Being Project. All right, let's look on Wikipedia. One of my favorite projects, On Being. Personal Life She's got a new one on called Whole Body Mental Health. This one is... Speaking of faith, why religion matters. It's yeah. either that one or the becoming wise, and that only leaves two other ones. What are the other two? Uh, Einstein's God, conversations yeah. about science, and then yeah. on being. Oh, they're saying on being is podcast. So she's got three books. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so just started, just started reading that. Um, also, uh, oh, I see it now. Kristen Tippett, becoming wise. It's laying right there. Um, yeah. And then picked up a copy of, and God, there's a million iterations. Just, but, so, just so you know, that Becoming Wise was also a limited run podcast where it was only like 10 minutes a day. 
that she did? Yep. Oh, wow. So uh, The other one is, and there's a million iterations of it, but uh, Chopra, uh, Seven Universal Laws. Yep. So yep. I wanted to see his take on it, but yeah. I had, uh, I got paperwork this week um, for my first executive coaching gig. So that's, I'm excited about that. I've never had to, uh, can you talk about an NDA if you have to sign an NDA? Isn't that like the, what you're not supposed to do? Like, I've never had to sign an NDA. Hmm. I don't know. Can, okay. So I guess as long as I'm not mentioning the things discussed in the NDA. I can say there's an NDA, but um, yeah, if you're listening and you have any advice on what not to have or make sure to have in an NDA, because I'm having to uh, to create one. Craft one. Yeah. So, and it's, as I understand it, I guess it's for protection of both sides, although I have no trade secrets or, I will say that I have intellectual property. You sent me something earlier. Mm-hmm. Do I need to sign an NDA for it? <laughs> I think it was a copy of an NDA to say, do you see anything in this? No, it wasn't. It was your brainstorming. What was the Self others creation. Yes. Self that's others got I started I started doing something this week. Yeah. And it was what would you call is this considered a manifesto? That if you said, this is where I am at this season in my life, here are the core elements of what I believe. What would that be? I mean, depending on how you structure it, it could be your value statement. It could be your Because this manifesto. is, this is everything. Your, Spiritual. Could be, could be your rule of life. Yeah. So where I'm going with it is, is rakes and everybody that we were, everybody would always do these four quadrants or they would have um, these categories. And so I was like, yeah, that, I don't, I don't know that, uh, gr growth charts or, uh, what, what were they called? Character development plans? What were, well, there were growth plans. plans. There were growth plans. Growth plans. The way I always arranged those for 15, 20 years was I had a rule of life that I revisited every year, but I had 30, 60, or 90-day growth plans where I highlighted one or more aspects of that particular rule of life to work on. So so this, this is what I've been working on. Right. And think of this <laughs> as a, think of this Sorry. as I the... That, I saw that top word and it triggered me a little bit. Oh, yeah. The, uh, another <laughs> nope. word for friends. Yeah. Um, but, um, like on, on the front of a film camera, on the old film cameras, you would rotate yeah, to choose your, your lens, right? So yeah. you would rotate and say, oh, I want the macro lens or I want the, the zoom lens. Or the fish. Or the fish. Well, then I went from that to the three aligning. Yeah, you didn't send me those pictures. No, I just, I just did these Okay. Uh, last night. And so, so looking at self... Uh, God or whatever whatever language you want to put there, universe, creator, self-God and others. And when, no matter what you have going on in your life, the, the tendency to sometimes be looking at it selfishly, too much self, uh, too much others, not enough self, and then what 
what is the original, how, how should this be, how creation would want it or how the creator would want it, right? And yeah. so syncing those up to a balance of when I'm going through X, am I, am I looking at this through a healthy balance of all three? So, and yeah, then, I, and then I, elaborating on this is what <clears throat> self means. Like, this is when we think of self, here's what we should think of. And when we think of others, and all of this being, for me, through mm -hmm. the lens of Christ. Sure. So, I don't know. It's, I'm just so the scratching way this I've, in a journal. So, the way I've arranged my growth plans for at least a decade or not, if not two has been through four lenses. And I basically got it out of Scott McKnight's, um, I forget which book it was, but he talked about us being icons, E-I-K-O-N. Okay. Made in the image of God, right? Icons. And he says that we are relational beings because we're created by a relational God who are meant to grow in ever deepening love and relationship with God, self, others, and creation. So I don't think I see it the same way as he does or even myself anymore, but those are the four kind of players to the party the difference is is i see god now and this is this week who knows what the heck it'll be next week but god is the ground of being or reality itself okay god is both the hunger for relationship and the fulfillment of that relationship so what I concentrate more now is on self, others, and creation. Mm -hmm. So self and others, that's the humanity relational component and interconnectedness, interdependence. There is no me without others. Right. There's no formation of an ego or it or any of these things without the presence of others around me in my life. Right. If you want to go back to rakes is, um, four or five streams of influence, whether that's parents or education or ancient wisdom or peers or culture at large, we're all, we're all, no man is an Island. No man's born into a vacuum. Right. We're all in this, but then what I have found more and more important and what I think is happening in a lot of spiritual circles and philosophical circles, um, is this, this new appreciation for it's not just interconnectedness with us humans, but with place and with creation, with, with the world around us, with our context and our being right. Uh, time and space. So we're not um, just because the, the, the Christianese that right. so when, it used to be, you're just passing through. Yeah. And so it doesn't do. matter if I leave any trace. It doesn't right. matter if I, right? Like that's, that's where that, yeah. that mentality yeah. always went. And so when I, I, I can control myself to a degree and I can love others to a degree. Um, and everything else is creation. So whether that's my yes. finances or whether that's my 
materials or whether that's the environment or the culture at large or the pressing systems or ideologies, I consider that the world or creation. Mm-hmm. And so those three things work together as almost a site on a weapon mm-hmm. or on a, something where you're shooting. Mm-hmm. If one's off, right, then you're probably not doing the other two right. So the, the language that I'm, that I'm using is, is if I'm starting with a faulty understanding or a view of myself, right? So if, if it's a camera lens or a scope, right. it's cracked. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's not been, um, when they say you need to sight your scope up, right? Like there's an actual, yes, yes. um, there's an actual measure calibrate, calibrate it. it. Right. Yeah. And so the thing is, is how many times, uh, our frustrations, our anxieties or whatever start from, we're not even starting from a healthy view of ourselves. And so then you're not going to have, have a healthy view of your neighbor. You're not going to have, well, a healthy- and that's typically because you've, for whatever reason, right or wrong, allowed the wrong voices right. to gain headspace. Right. I mean, so much of the the spiritual enterprise is to understand which voices to listen to, which to not. And and um, how right and when you're saying which ones to listen to, what are the what are the things that I should be listening for? What are the what are the things that that do not line up? Right. right? And then I should. I shouldn't be listening to those right. 24 or seven. If I'm not loving myself, the then I'm hurting troll. my, I'm hurting my love for others or mm-hmm. creation. If I'm not loving others, I'm hurting my love for myself and creation. If I'm not loving creation, I'm not really loving myself or others right. as well. So there are continual, uh, and that's where the Trinity comes in. That's where Cynthia Bergeau's, uh, law of the three and the idea of the Trinity, Ilya Delio's idea of the Trinity. That's where, um, uh, Mike Morales and Richard Rohr's The Divine Dance comes in this perichoretic uh, circle dance where it's all communal, it's all relational, it's all, I mean, this is quantum entanglement. The, the, entanglement the, the difficult mechanics. part, I think, when I listen to people talk, though, is um, is you're the only person, so when you were talking earlier about yeah. finding your stable spot, you're the only person who hears the voices in your head. And so... On, yeah, what, but, on one but, end, you're hearing this voice. On one end, you're hearing this voice. And so you start to not understand or recognize, hey, the stuff that's going on in your head, is that because you had, you know, the news on 24-7? Well, and cu- you listen to th- political ads and you listen to these... Con- like, the thing is, there's all these voices in your head, whether yes. it's nature or nurtured, whatever that is. And it's so difficult for people to, to express, articulate, because I mean, you're having tens of thousands of thoughts a day. The ones that fly over, the ones that build a nest that, that, that stay with you. You're the only person who hears that. And God knows how, how it comes out. Right. Like, so the stress of the day that I'm feeling about this, but it ends up on Kila. Not and it the two aren't even connected, but they are. But you're not the only one who hears it. I'm the only one who hears Yours. what's in my mind, right? But whereas it may not be the particular or specific thought that you're having, there are those who've gone before us. Yes, and we have their reaction, their feedback loops right. 
to balance off of. I'm watching last night the Warriors and the Mavericks play, and I I I have a special affinity for coaches who never played the game because I think it's crazy that they yeah. can do that. But then you but have I'm two coaches. But I'm sitting there watching. Uh, a moment in the game where Steve Kerr talks with Jason Kidd. Talks with Jason. That was Kidd. cool. And they know what's going on mm -hmm. right there. And they're able to say to that individual, Hey, I'm not exactly you, but I, I've yeah, been there. But I've been there. And I know what's going on. That's why I think uh, Godel Esser and Bach or Douglas Hofstetter's other book, uh, I Am a Strange Loop, that Mike McCargo, um, science mike put me onto a long while back uh it's so helpful because it talks about each of us being a feedback loop and but let me, let me give you a scenario where cycle with. where when i say others don't know right so i'm going going to a friend's 40th birthday party and it's going to be a big okay. blowout all right Immediate, why wasn't i invited i was why weren't you invited or why wasn't i invited? yes why wasn't i because you live four hours away Boo. Boo. Uh, so, so in that moment, the dread, while I love this person, while they're a dear yeah. friend, the dread of going to that, the yeah. thing is, is over the years, the way that that shows up is, is an argument meltdown with Keela or right. internally, whatever. And so sitting there going, why am I feeling this way? I want this person to know uh, that that I celebrate them, that I love them. And the thought came to me, and gosh, I'm 50, 51 years old. These thoughts have never come to me where I said, you know what, I'm going to pick up the phone, call them, and wish them happy birthday today. Hey, and I plan on being at your birthday party, but if I'm not there the full time, it's probably because I just need to tap out. But I'm not yeah. mad, I'm not in protest i'm not and and i thought because i i think the thought was what would i want that person to do if they were feeling the feelings that i'm feeling right but the thing is is i'm the only person who's able to process that in my brain i'm the only one i've got to get that out in front of me and get right. it out of my head to go why am i feeling this way and i and we we haven't been taught that as a society we haven't been taught how to to, to flush that out, how to get that out and process it. Instead, you just blow up or hold it and have panic attacks, anxiety. Uh, you, you get on the incessant scroll on the phone, um, all the things that you do. And I'm just like, God, those, those are the things that I wish that we were teaching uh, or that we were modeling more of, you know? Well, some of us have to break free long enough to see others who've broken free mm. and to follow their pattern. And then as we're creating our own niche within that pattern to be able to offer that to the folks who want to see it. I mean, the truth of the matter is, uh, you can, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him or her drink. I mean, this is what Jesus, I think in many ways meant those who have eyes to see, those who have ears to hear, um, we're not always ready for it. And I think I think there's plenty of people out there teaching it. I don't yeah. think it's mainstream, of course. Right, right. 
Um, but I do. Think well, mainstream is a prescription commercial, right? Mainstream hey, is go through a divorce. Pill. Take this pill for thicker eyelashes, <laughs> even though it may kill you. Even though that's my that's the one out of all of them that gets me. I mean, see, Alice, I don't understand if it's yeah. getting you ready to go. Why are you in two separate tubs? tubs? How how clumsy would that be to get out of the one and into the other? Right. Why not just have a big after tub? the Cialis has kicked in? Yeah, I'm just like that one makes no sense. But more than that is Brooke uh, Shields. Um, Gosh, thicker take eyelashes. this pill for thicker eyelashes. I'm like, who the hell? Unless you're a camel in a sandstorm, needs thicker eyelashes. I mean, they're beautiful, they're pretty, but am I going to risk death? And and who in were the who were the death may occur? And who were the test subjects that they discovered I'm just this like, on? Come on. Well, just, Janie's eyelashes look great laying there in the casket. She that's uh, right, man. She I'm just, just went like, over the what? edge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I just I I I want you know I want people as they're listening and they're feeling this in times of uncertainty. I was talking with a friend this week who who knows that their season where they are that that season is ending, but the uncertainty of the next season and where that season plays out. Um, and you're just hearing it all across the landscape uh, of everyone we we hear from and talk with. Um, and and how can we, you know. How can Whistle Pig and the Bear maybe be a ledge that they can go stand on uh, where they can message you or call or text me or whatever uh, just to know that, um, what, to your point earlier, hey, sometimes we've been there and we're not saying we have the answers, but we can say you're going to well, be okay. Regardless of whether or not we have the answers, we can go through this together. Yes. So... And and I think that that in a nutshell, and maybe maybe it brings this this week's conversation to a, to an end. But that describes uh, my hope and goal of what I can be for you as you go through this with the baby stuff. I don't sure. understand it. There's pieces where I'm scratching my head um, on on all different levels. But how can I be here and be present um, when you need uh, it? I remember telling you when Liv was coming. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you remember it, but you I were. Was, I was getting in the shower, and you said to me, the reason that you're not experiencing the the joy you're holding back right now is because you feel guilt, and you feel yeah. guilt for me, and I need you to celebrate this for the two of us. Yeah. And that, that gave me the permission, the freedom that I needed. And I didn't know that I was waiting on that. I didn't know that I needed that. Sure. But you picked up on it. Yeah. So I just, yeah, there's always the, there, you know, there, there's the two extremes. One is to huddle so close together that there's no separation between the two, mm -hmm. codependency or any of that. And then there's the, um, then there's the push each other apart. But mm -hmm. no, it's a. It's a lean in. It's a dance. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and, uh, I think that's important for us to understand. So, so life's uh, hard and it's incredible. It's meant to be lived and experienced and savored in all the ways. Sometimes that means really deep mourning with our friends. And sometimes that means uh, really crazy 
celebration. But whatever you do, don't do life alone. Find someone, cultivate a friendship. And uh, maybe it's not looking across a crowded room the first time you see someone and say, God told me I'm supposed to be your friend. Maybe that's not the way to go. But instead, just finding some folks that you can love and they can love you back. And and uh, sometimes they're really similar. Sometimes they're very different. But find a friend and do life with them. I love you, buddy. Love you, man. We hope you've enjoyed Whistle Pig and the Bear. You can follow and message us on Instagram at whistlepig underscore the bear. Thanks for listening.